Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, the wait is finally over. It's your boy BJ Jones, man. The HBCU Sports Lounge, man. Uh, sorry for the delay. Had a couple of technical difficulties, but uh, we're here. And uh, E. Jones brought us in. Quiet Storm Hour. What an appropriate song to start us off with, because this is a rainy night in Georgia. Yeah, man, got a couple of storms coming through the ATL, man. But we're going to have fun tonight. Uh, this is the abbreviated version. Um, we're only going one hour tonight. Um, you, you'll get us for two hours after this. But uh, this is basically an introduction show. Uh, we got a big game to talk about between North Carolina Central and Alcorn State. We're going to talk about that. Um, and just kind of talk about the season that's ahead of us, man. The preseason picks, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, uh, the MEAC, the CIAA, as well as uh, the uh, SIAC. And I talk about a couple of teams that uh, might be sneaking around the uh, chicken coop. All right, some some teams that's a little bit slipped on. <clears throat> Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, but, yeah, man, glad to have you guys here. We're going to have a little fun. I got my boy A.D. Drew with me tonight uh, as my co-pilot. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, this weekend uh, here in Atlanta, we have the uh, MEAC SWAC Challenge uh, between um, Alcorn State and North Carolina Central. Now, both of these teams uh, elected not to play during the spring. Uh, so it has been two years uh, since they've been on the field. Um, I expect to see a uh, rough-looking football game uh, for about a quarter, quarter and a half. Uh, just because of the rust, you know, anytime you uh, don't do this for two years, uh, there's going to be a degree of rust. Uh, so if you're coming out and uh, you're tuning in, hopefully you're tuning in. Uh, you're watching me, so, so hopefully you're tuning in, support all HBCUs. But um, I expect a, a, a sloppy football game for about a quarter and a half. And I think that that benefits North Carolina Central um, because I think Alcorn is the better football team, if we're being honest. Uh, but I think, you know, as things settle down a little bit, um, I think Alcorn pulls away. 
Uh, but we're going we're gonna to delve into this matchup tonight. Um, also, uh, this weekend, uh, you got the classic uh, up in Columbus uh, that's going to fe- uh, feature Central State. Um, they're going to Columbus to play in the in the shoe, uh, the old horseshoe up uh, up at Ohio State. Uh, we're going to talk about that matchup. Oddly, this matchup will be played again. This one um, is actually a non-conference matchup, uh, even though it's featuring two SIAC opponents. Uh, this won't be counted in the SIAC standings, which is a little bit odd. We, we'll talk about, you know, kind of the odd way the SIAC kind of does things. Um, and so these teams will see each other again, and the second time it will count uh, as a uh, SIAC conference game. Um, so, yeah, man, weird happenings, weird stuff uh, going on uh, in the SIAC. Um Let's see if I can get my man A.D. Drew in here to get his, get a couple of takes from him. He helping me out tonight, man. Shout out to uh, A.D. Drew, man. He is in the mix. He's on the ones and twos tonight. Um, if you're watching via Swag Sports Central, make sure that you uh, share this, man. Um, tell, tell your friends, man. Your boy is back, man. Your boy B.J. Jones, uh, he's back. You've been asking for me. I'm back, man. And here we go, man. You know it's the season. Um, it's time to go. It's time to roll. Uh, we've pretty much gotten through the dog days of summer. And uh, now it's all football, man. It's time to do this. Hey, D. Drew, what's up? What's going on, BJ? Oh, uh, man, how you feeling now? I had to throw a hat over here, man. I need a hat. Oh, man, you, you see what I got going over here, man. I, I need a hat. Luckily, I got a <laughs> – luckily, man, I got an appointment. With my man Jiro this weekend, he gonna fix all this up, and I can go gotcha. back to looking like BJ. But uh, man, how you feeling about this matchup uh, this this weekend? Before we get deep into deep into it, uh, Nick said, I think he hit it on the head. It's it, these two teams haven't played in what twenty months now. Yeah, it's going to be sloppy to start with. I'm thinking. Honestly, they you say defense is usually ahead of offense at this time of the year. I think the offense is going to be slightly ahead of the defense because the defense is they don't hit anymore like like when you play ball in practice. Yeah. Which means have they really got into the tackling drills like you need to for a week zero game? So I think you're gonna see some broken tackles, some open field. And hopefully their second or third and fourth defender will come and swarm. Because if it's a one-on-ones, I think we're going to get a lot of big, big plays off of that. And it's interesting that you say that. Uh, tackling is usually bad within the first couple of weeks of a normal season. Uh, you know, the way that practice is, is constructed now, you don't get the, the full pad days that you used to get uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, tackling is, is poor uh, the first couple of weeks. Another thing that I'm going to be looking at uh, is play on the offensive line and the defensive line. You know, as far as the skill positions, you have seven on seven. You have some things that kind of simulate what you'll be doing. But as an offensive line or defensive line, there's not a lot that you can do uh, you know, to simulate gameplay. Um, yeah, you got to hit. Especially before. Yeah, you got to do it. So I'm particularly looking at those units 
and how those units perform. And I think, honestly, up front, that's where Alcorn State has the advantage. Um, Alcorn does replace several offensive linemen, uh, but we're accustomed to Alcorn having one of the better offensive lines in the SWAT right up there with Southern. Uh, so that's going to be key. Um, and the, the defensive line, believe it or not, I like North Carolina Central here. If you look at North Carolina Central, and I don't want to go too deep, but I'll try to save that for the next segment. North Carolina Central was ranked in the top 30 in the nation in several defensive uh, categories. Ranked number one in the MEAC back in 2019. That's good news. Bad news is you only return four starters from that unit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what defense coordinator one Navarro does. We know uh, that uh, head coach, um, uh, he was a former defense coordinator at Southern, uh, Trey Oliver. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, does this defense look similar to those defenses that faced off against Alcorn State when he was the defensive coordinator at Southern? I'm, I'm going to look at something else in this game. I got to get y'all this opinion this one. Over, under, in burn timeouts in the first quarter. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go one two. For yeah, one for each team. Okay. Now, how how many false starts, either false starts or offside penalties, do you think we'll have in the first quarter? Oh, I think you get about four. You get about four. Yeah. And, and see, that's what I'm looking at. Which team is going to be able to exercise that discipline first and stay with the game plan, not jump offside, not have the stupid penalties? That's the team that's going to have the advantage. You know, the, and, and the I think that the, go ahead. I think as long as this thing stays sloppy, it's going to actually benefit North Carolina Central. Um, now, one of the, the advantages that North Carolina Central has, offensively, they got eight of those starters back. Uh, true freshman quarterback, threw for over 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns and nine interceptions as a, as a true freshman uh, back in 2019. Isaiah Titan is one of the best running backs in the conference. Um, there's some continuity there on that offense. I think as long as this thing is sloppy, it benefits them. But I think as Alcorn gets in sync, Felix Harper, LaCharles Pringle, Nico Duffy and the likes, I think that offense is going to present some problems for North Carolina Central. I, I agree. And what you got to remember, though, Alcorn, as for as many points as they've traditionally put up, they've also given up a lot of points. You know, it seems like they were scoring 40, 45 points a game, but they was also giving up 30 points a game, which gives Central a puncher's chance. I think for Central, I think there's three things that Central needs to do to win this football game. Number one, Felix Harper, if he's going to beat you, he's going to have to beat you arm only. You cannot let him lose, use his legs. One of the things that makes Felix Harper dangerous, those third and four, third and five opportunities, if there's no one there, he, he will use his feet, uh, and, and he'll, move the, he'll move the chains. Alcorn can't run the ball. That defensive front from, from Central, you're going to have to stop Nico Duffy and that group of running backs that Alcorn has. Uh, and, and Central can't turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over, can't have uh, uh, stupid mistakes. If they do those three things, they, they got a legitimate shot on Saturday. Now, I ran a poll. I don't know if you saw it over on Twitter. 
you know, we were kind of getting everybody's uh, prediction on the game who had it. And I think Alcorn was just up 82%. It was like 82%. Uh, so Alcorn is an overwhelming favorite. Um, and if you're Alcorn, um, you want to come out and be impressive in this in this football game. You know, Alcorn predicted to finish West, uh, finish first in the West. You make the move from the SWAC East, which you've run, won six years in a row. You're going over to the Western Division. Uh, you want to make a statement in this football game. Uh, and a statement would be uh, to, to come out and, and handle Central uh, Central pretty easily. If you struggle, people will discredit Central and put a lot of questions on Alcorn. How you feel about that, A.D. Drew? I feel you're right. And people at the BAC are looking for someone to challenge South Carolina State. Right now, the conference is South Carolina State's to lose. Norfolk got a lot of players back, but they've got a new coach. Quarterback questions. Central has a good defense coming back. No one expects anything out of Howard or Delaware State. Morgan State is the X factor in that conference. So if Central is going to challenge South Carolina State, getting off to a good start in this game, win or lose, is going to be the difference. South, so I, so I think over in the MEAC, I know South Carolina State was predicted to win it. Um, and what I saw from South Carolina State this spring worries me a little bit. I watched them get routed by Alabama AM. I watched them get into a knockdown drag out with Delaware State twice. Um, I watched them, but we also watched them upset Alabama State. Right? They, they have talent on that roster. To me, I would not be shocked to see, in my prediction of winning the MEAC, is Norfolk State. They bring back a lot. I think it's 18 starters they bring back. Pootie Carter, at quarterback, uh, you know, first team all MEAC. Uh, bring back your running back. Uh, the all-conference players that they have on, on that offense and defensive side of football, both sides. Dawson Odoms makes the move from Southern University, goes to Norfolk State. He's one of the better coaches in HBCU football. His record speaks, speaks for itself. I think Dawson Odoms instilling the discipline with that football team, because if you look at Norfolk State, a lot of games that they lost because of discipline, offsides, false starts, pass interference, holding, clipping, things of that nature. Dawson Odoms teams don't make those mistakes. I think when you pair Dawson Odoms with that talented roster, I think Norfolk State might be the team to beat over in the over in the MEAC. But can you correct those things in an offseason when you have the same players? Yes. So they're not like Jackson State, who went and cleaned house. They <laughs> pretty much got the same players there in Norfolk. So can you do that in since what? April, May when you took the job? It's not like yeah, you had yeah. a normal all season when yeah. you had spring practice and, and recruiting cycle and everything else. He took that job in May. Come May, you got almost take what's left over. I'm just saying. Oh, no, it's, it's, I, th I think at the beginning of the season, I think you might see those old mistakes rear uh, their ugly head. Uh, but I, I think towards mid-season and the end of the season, you're going to see a disciplined football team that didn't make the mistakes that they made early on in the season. And that's going to pay dividends because they got South Carolina State late. Yeah. 
And one other thing about the BX while we on it, and this is something that uh, me and my partner Brian talk about on our sports rap show. What do you think about the fact that in the BX conference, you play five conference games? That means you're playing six non-conference games. So technically your schedule is more weighted towards non-conference than conference. Just your feelings on that. I think one of the things, and we've seen the Big South do this recently. Um, you're seeing some other conference ha- conferences having to do this. Um, the advantage of this is you can your schedule can go the way that you want it to go. Um, and for the MEAC teams, you can schedule yourself into the FCS playoffs. That's the biggest advantage. You can schedule your way has a schedule to do that. Yes, you can schedule your, your way into the FCS playoffs, and if you go out and you're successful as a conference because you have six opportunities, you're helping your, your conference, your conference's strength and the perception of your conference. Remember, everybody had all the jokes and all the smoke for the MEAC when it was announced that FAMU or Bethune-Cookman was leaving and North Carolina A&T was leaving. Everybody had all the jokes. The MEAC can write the ship. If they go out and they handle business in these non-conference games, if you could go 500 or better in these non-conference games, and I'm looking at the schedule, it ain't a lot of Virginia Lynchburg in there. It ain't a lot of <laughs> Edward Waters in there. Um, you get some Robert Morrises. You get some Richmonds. You get some some some. You know, you you get some, you get a couple of football teams. So they have an opportunity to change the perception that we have on the MEAC right now. And I'm gonna be honest, the perception that they have of what's left, it ain't great. But the good thing about it is they can play themselves out of it, um, depending on how they play the non-conference. Okay. Well, I agree, but I don't think any team in the BAC has a schedule strong enough to get them into the FCS playoffs, assuming South Carolina State is the representative of the Central Bowl. I don't know. I, I mean, I look at the schedule for Morgan and um, Morgan and uh, Norfolk. So, a second if place Morgan, they could get into the playoffs with their schedule. If if they, if they can pull off a, uh, if they if they can pull off finishing second, about place, a second place team. If they can go eight three with that schedule and, and win some games that matter, yeah. And the one and the one loss be it to the to the champion in the BA. Yeah. So they're getting yeah. two out of conference. Yeah, you can get you can get one. You can get one. We, we shall see. Yeah, but it I all depends on everybody else too. Yeah, it all depends on everybody else too, and that's the thing that we talk about. Conference wins help you. Non-conference wins help your conference. So, and not only would they have to step step out of conference and win, you need for everyone else to to go out and compete well. You get that to happen. I've seen some strange things happen. I see some strange things happen. All right. We're we, we going to see. We're going to see. All right, man. We're getting ready to take it to the break, man. On the other side, we're going to talk about, man, uh, inside the you know HBCU Sports Lounge and what you guys uh, can ex- expect in this next segment uh, moving forward. You know, what is the HBCU Sports Lounge? Kind of what we're going to do. Uh, we're about to go to break, and I'll holler at you on the other side. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. 
Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. Football fans and one of the best fan experiences in the country. The Cricket BX Swag Challenge kickoff returns to Atlanta on August 28th along with special guests. College game day. Then Alcorn State takes on North Carolina Central with conference bragging rights on the line. Center Park Stadium is the place to be on August 28th. Come tailgate all day before enjoying a primetime matchup on the gridiron. You don't want to miss this. Check out MeaxWackChallenge.com for more information. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the the pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston. Featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands. Southern University, Lexington University, Tennessee State, Northern State, North Carolina and State, Texas Southern, Bethune-Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships. Over $500,000 in counting for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss. With a weekend of activities with, with the Cracker Barrel Step and Stroke. Pepsi Zero Sugar Emerging Experience. Esports Master Classic Gaming Tournament and the free Pepsi Zero Sugar College and Health Fair. Tickets start at just $15. Get them right now at Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. And man, we back, we back. Shout out to everybody watching. No matter how you watch it, no matter how you do it, wherever you are, how you may be listening or watching, Thank you. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Um, so in the sports lounge, man, uh, like I said, from here on out, we're going two hours. Uh, what you can expect, man, breakdowns of the games that we had the week before and the week uh, to be. Uh, we're going to have a couple of coaches on. Uh, one of the interesting elements about the show um, and, and one of the things, the feedback that you guys gave me is that, man, what about the bands? Can we show the band some love? Man, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to show the bands um, some love. So you can expect uh, a couple of interviews for from a couple of famous uh, videographers in, in HBCU world. Uh, you, you might get a you know couple of sightings from them. Uh, a couple of band directors, man, we're going to have on and kind of just talk about how they're feeling about the season. You, you, you talked, I listen. Go ahead, band. Go ahead, you know. Let me go show the band some love. Um, and really, man, just breaking down these matchups, man, talking to a couple of coaches, uh, seeing how they feel, man. It's it's all interactive here, man. We're we number one for sports and God talk. 
So when you come into the lounge, man, kick your shoes up, relax, get your favorite beverage, and just have fun, man, and uh, let BJ Jones take you for a ride. Go have fun with it, man, the Sports Lounge. I'm BJ Jones. Uh, this is uh, Black College Sports Network. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the platform. I appreciate everyone that's been watching over the over the, the last couple of years over in uh, Swag Sports Central. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody that's there. Uh, but this is a new platform. Um, so you, you'll have a couple of sightings um, from a, a different people around the HBCU world. Um, and, and this is your show, not mine. Uh, if you have any suggestions, man, don't be afraid to hit me up. If you think something that, that, that'll work, don't be afraid to hit me up. Uh, I'm pretty open and honest, and I, I try to give the people what they want. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so let, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about the offseason that was. Uh, we talked about uh, – we'll talk about – we'll dive deep into the numbers uh, for the MEAC SWAC Challenge. Uh, in the next segment, but let's talk about uh, some interesting developments uh, that we've had uh, since the last time I talked to you. Uh, number one, Alabama A&M winning the Southwestern Athletic Conference, uh, the hyphenated spring season. Shout out to Connell Maynard uh, and the Bulldogs. Akil Glass um, has really stepped his game up and. He's on that senior bowl watch list, uh, along with Marquise Bell from Florida A&M, Jamaine Martin from uh, North Carolina A&T, and a few others. Um, Bethune-Cookman, Florida A&M, officially members of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Fam, you will get it started uh, a week from Sunday down in the Orange Blossom Classic against Jackson State. Uh, what a way to, to start the your SWAC tenure with Jackson State in the Orange Blossom Classic. Uh, Bethune Cookman is gonna go out to UTEP. They get a chance. They, they they don't they don't start the SWAC slate off the rip. But if you look on the schedule on a Thursday night, they're gonna welcome in the Bulldogs of Alabama and M. Alabama and M. Uh, that that's gonna be that, what a way to start off the your SWAC tenure. Um, also, uh, we saw the departure of uh, Dawson Odoms, head coach at Southern University uh, in a room in, in 2012, uh, won a conference title in 2013, uh, followed that up with a division title in 2014, another division t- uh, title in 2018 and 2019, uh, fell a game short uh, in the spring. He decided to take his talents uh, up to the Tidewater area, and he's a new head coach at Norfolk State. Uh, so we had that to come about. We had the attrition, to say the least, at Jackson State. You saw that roster turn over and upside down. Um, I really had to go in and look at the roster and see who was who. Uh, but Deion Sanders, uh, head coach there, uh, turning that roster over. We'll see um, what difference that makes uh, in the fall. Uh, respectable record. Uh, in the spring, uh, three and three, uh, respectable. Uh, we'll see what, what happens uh, in the fall for uh, Coach Sanders uh, and the 
Tigers of Jackson State. Uh, we've saw we've seen some movements. Uh, you saw the offensive coordinator at Miles College uh, move on along and take the offensive coordinator role at Bethune Cookman, and uh, in come a young, young offensive coordinator from the high school ranks in Alabama, well respected. He did a hell of a job at Hillcrest. Uh, he's taking over at the office as an offense coordinator in Miles College. Speaking of Miles College, they're going to start the 2021 season, two SWAC opponents, two, back-to-back. Alabama State, Labor Day Classic, and they're going to take the drive on down to Baton Rouge, face off against Southern University in the Pete Richardson Classic. Um, Savannah State, Miles College, looks like the favorites over in the SIAC. Uh, we go talk about that. Um, a lot of interesting developments. We saw the departure of Lynn Thompson, longtime athletic director at Bethune Cookman. He steps down. A lot of mumbling of what his next role may be. Um, you also saw the announcement and retirement of uh, Commissioner Thomas of the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Uh, stepping down after a long tenure as the commissioner uh, of the MEAC. Um, just some some things that we've witnessed uh, since the last time I talked to you guys. Uh, the transfer portal is alive and well. NIL, new, alive and well. Uh, and, and how does NIL uh, impact the landscape? of HBCU football. Um, like I said, a lot of things have happened. Uh, let me see if I can get a, uh, AD Drew back in here for the last five minutes um, of this segment and talk about the most, the five most impactful um, developments that we had over the summer and how they could possibly impact not only this season, uh, but a couple of programs moving forward. So, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a small college person. One of the ones that I think is going to ultimately be impactful is Edward Waters. They hired the coach from Virginia State, became Division Two. Now, they're the only HBCU Division Two in the state of Florida. So now they're going to look into a, a hot recruiting bid. All those cats from Miami, straight up I-95. Everwater, Everwater's university now. So be, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, something that hasn't happened, but that's going to happen. With Everwater's and Allen become four members of Division Two. What's going to happen in the SIEC? Someone or someones will have to switch west. How is that going to change the balance of power in that western division? Traditionally been Tuskegee's, been miles for the last five years. Kentucky State's gotten in there every now and then, Central State once upon a time. So how is that going to shift that balance of power and not only that 
It's going to open up some things in the, on the east side also. Now, I, I think with the SIAC West, I, I think that that division right now, uh, I, I think that that division belongs to Reginald Ruffin and the Miles College Bears. Um, I like what he's done with that program. Think about where Miles College was prior to Reggie Ruffin, and think about where Miles College is now. Um, and I would be shocked. I don't know how they do it. However they do it, kudos to Miles College. But they've managed to hold on to Reggie Ruffin because a lot of people have solicited his services. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked to see more people solicit his services at the end of the season. All right, here's the question of the day. Labor Day Classic, Montgomery, Alabama. I already know what you're about is, to say. Is Reginald Rufford auditioning? Yes. I ain't got to think about it. Yes. It's a job interview. It's a job interview. Yes. And for those of you all who don't know what we're talking about, because down here in Ely, you know, some rumblings are going on around Alabama State. You just talked about success Coach Ruffin has had at Miles and then previously at Tuskegee before he uh, before he went to Miles. It would be a natural fit. No disrespect to uh, Coach Ely. Coach Ely, Ely, one of my favorite guys, but we got to be honest, if you're an Alabama State fan, you're looking at the win-loss record in the last couple of years – and nothing puts more pressure on the coach at Alabama State than when Alabama A&M was having success. Alabama A&M just won a title. That's success. When, so, when your rival is having success, you can't stew. You can't stew with mediocrity. Right. Uh, you know, moves have to be made. Now, I heard a lot of Tuskegee people saying, "Can we lure Reggie Ruffin back to Tuskegee?" That, uh, that that's another. That's in there, you know. Slater's Slater's up there in age. He's in his mid sixties. How many more years does he have on the sideline as he does the dual role of football coach and athletic director? And think about it: it's not too many of those around anymore. Back no. when you played, everybody was head coach, athletic director. Now these universities don't mind paying two separate people for that job. Yeah, and I'm Reg Ruffin is also the athletic director at Miles too. Exactly. You know how how long will, he, will Slater continue to do, and how long will Ruffin continue to have success doing both? Because it's tough to be a good athletic director and a good coach, and he's managed as an athletic director to build those other programs up at Miles also. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. You know, does he does he really want to continue as a coach? He may want to go straight administration. You never know. Yeah. So, another one to throw out there. You played on the other side of the rivalry, Grant. If Project Fives has another year like this spring, what will become of Project Fives? He's gone. And, and 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 I can say this, Grambling doesn't tolerate losing, all right? You got a new athletic director up there, Travion Scott. Shout out Travion, congratulations. It's hard to see Travion in black and gold. Uh, but, yeah, now Travion Scott, 
uh, new athletic director, director at Grambling. One of the things that you see in collegiate athletics, new athletic director comes in. One of the hires that they like to make is a football coach. Yeah, All right? they want to bring their own guy. And they, they want to bring their own guy. Roger Fobbs ain't a Trevian Scott guy. All right, yeah. he's Roger Fobbs is a Grambling guy. Played up on Eddie Robinson. He is Grambling through and through. But uh, he, he he said he wanted everyone to forget the spring season that zero and five, zero and six, wherever they went. He wants everybody to forget that Grambling people will do that. They ain't gonna forget the fall. They ain't gonna forget the fall. Right. So uh, if you have another season like the spring, oh, it's a wrap. And staying on that side, all corn. Now, success or defeat? The problems are upstairs at all corn. How long can you continue to have these heads butting each other without somebody going? I think that recently the one of the things that you have at Alcorn is you have a former player who's now your head coach. And we know what the McNairs mean to Alcorn State. Steve, uh, you got two McNairs on the team right now, Tim uh, and Fred Alcorn. The McNair family have pretty much dedicated themselves to Alcorn State University. That dedication is being tested right now. Make no mistakes about it. Their dedication is being tested right now. And I don't know how long uh, AD and head coach can coexist with each other. And then who's don't know how, I don't know how long. Yeah. Because, like you say, this, this is not just any coach. This is not just any family. It's all cool. Arguably, yeah. the first family. First family all of cool. the reservation. Yes. So... Which way would an alumni push in this battle? Oh, the alumni is going to go McNair all day. The problem is, is that the athletic director is politically connected. And oftentimes, politics wins in in, in these bouts. He is politically connected. Went to Ole Miss, played basketball. You know, he's politically connected. You know, sometimes the people don't always get what they want. The politics wins at the end of the day. But... It's only so long you can have this dysfunctional relationship before you ultimately have to have that divorce. And you talk about politics versus the alumni. So I'll go come down to one thing, BJ. Whose checkbooks are big? Are those political corporate people giving more money to Alcorn? Or is the alumni handling everything? That's who's going to win that battle, ultimately. Yeah, ultimately. And I say, hey, man, we'll go we'll dive into Alcorn on the other side. We're going to take it to break. Uh, we got about uh, 10 more minutes. We'll see you guys on the other side. We're going to finish strong, man. It's the fourth quarter, man. Hold your fours up. We'll go hard. We're going to go hard into this North Carolina Central. Um, Alcorn State, we'll get into the line. And if you're a betting guy, where should you put your money? Don't listen to me because I don't bet. All right? And if you lose <laughs> – I ain't got no couch for you to stay on. You got me? You feel me? So we'll be right back on the other side, man. Y'all stay tuned. Man, keep it locked, and we'll be right back with the Sports Lounge. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1.
Alabama State to to face Howard. It'll be interesting to see how the fan mix works. You know how Howard's fan base uh, responds because has Howard been in a swack meag challenge? So I thought it was initially kind of good to introduce the northeast part of the the meag to the swack. Yeah, I, Howard claims to have a homecoming. They claim to have kind of a tailgate. I want to see what that looks like. Can they travel to Atlanta? <laughs> I just want to say, I haven't seen much of a Howard. I've been to a Howard homecoming. I've been to Howard tailgate. I'm sorry, Howard fans. Let me let me repeat. It's nothing to brag on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a one-day Aspire or BET video. That is it. So good. <laughs> but good for you. But I, I think that event, you need to bring a little bit more to the fire. So man, all them Howard fans out there. <laughs> they got they got beat up when they dealing with the HU. Mike was like, not so fast <laughs> with the homecoming. Hey, all that swack arrogance just came out in that one statement. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern for Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Course, lecture, dismissed. Texas Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick's Gurley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash tickets. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. The HBCU football experience is back in Atlanta on August 28th. College game day, the Coca-Cola fan experience, the battle of the bands. The Cricket Miak Swag Challenge will have it all. Visit MiakSwagChallenge.com for more information. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. And we are back, man. We're about to finish this thing off. Uh, shout out to everybody tuning in. Uh, appreciate your support. Like I said, you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with me and i appreciate that so we got a uh bj i got a couple comments if you got a comment got a minute to read them all for you let's do it all right check it in on the black college sports network page what's good i like the intro song that's from uh daryl mcneil appreciate that daryl kendrick Kendrick Heisen says, this is dope. Derek Banks says, good evening. Mizella Phillips says, what up? What's up, Zoe? My Trey Bennett says, good evening. Chad Jones says, 600 days off is a long time. It is. Yeah, Willie Alex Hyde says, good evening. Derek Qual says, that hire works for me. I think he may be talking about that uh, roughing hire that we was talking about. William Graves wants to start some crap, says, back there to Grambling. 
Chad Joel says, hell no. <laughs> when your grave says Fobbs is on the clock, Joseph Carver says, Good show. And so, you got a lot of positive comments out there, uh, BJ. And then over on the uh, Facebook side, you know, uh, we talk about to talk about the Ben Ruben Hogan's Ruben Hogan says, Well, I well, and take the under. <laughs> That's what Ruben what's the, has what's to say. What's, what's, the, what's the over under on that? Well, th- there's no official line in Vegas that I have found yet, mm-hmm. but I have found a couple of other sites that you can't bet on. Alcorn is a six and a half point favorite over Central, and the over under. Is the is fifty four and a half? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the points. Um, I will probably go with the under, but um, I, I'm, I'm taking the points. I like I like all corn by thirteen plus. Ooh. Yeah, I like all corn by thirteen plus. I don't, I don't see Central covering that six. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. You know something for good podcast or pod- TV, I should take the opposite opinion, but I can't. I don't see 13. Oh, no, I don't see 13, but I, I do see a two score. It's going to be about a nine, maybe 10-point game. I think it's going to be 13 plus. The the, the score that I gave, I, I, I was, I'm was i teetering mm, all corn somewhere, 31, 34, 13. I, 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 I think, think it's going to be 13 plus. I think Alcorn's going to score 30. If you look at what Alcorn got coming back. Now, my own question about Alcorn is the offensive line. Because they replace a lot up there. They replace a lot. And like I said, ain't like you could seven on seven offensive line. Offensive lines historically are bad to start off the season, and they get better uh, because they start learning each other. Uh, Now, you know what this means, BJ. We're going to see a score like the Celebration Bowl two years ago. Oh man, basketball <laughs> on grass. <laughs> yeah, basketball on grass. Um, man, I, I I think that that, that offensive line, um, as they come together, because I mean, Alcorn got everything else. Felix Harper is a bad boy. He's coming back home to Atlanta. Um, I think he's gonna put on the show. The Charles Pringle is one of the best receivers that you don't know nothing about. Charles Pringle is a bad man. All right. Um, I, I, I like him. Um, I, 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 offensively, Nico Duffy is, is better. He's better in the pass game now as far as blocking. I, I think that Alcorn may be able to put up some points against North Carolina Central. Yeah. Alcorn comes into this game with a chip on his shoulder. Yes. Alcorn did not lose their title or defeat. They did not. They got to play. Mm-hmm. Felix Harper did not lose his player of the year on the field. He lost it because his team chose not to play. Alcorn can't even defend their division championship because they moved them to a new division. So they've got a big chip on their shoulder. Let's hope 
They don't come in too hyped up trying to prove everybody wrong. And they just come in and play that game. I think the young man that people may be slipping on this, on in this football game is Isaiah Toddy. He seems like he's been in North Carolina Central forever. He's been the starter at running back since his true freshman year. Uh, he has over 2,000 yards rushing in his career. I think he's sixth or seventh all-time um, in, in, in North Carolina Central history uh, running the football. He's back. He's healthy. If he can have a big game and take some pressure off the young quarterback and they can control the clock, now we cook it with some grease and we talk about a horse of a different color. But that's a big if. That's a big if. Because all corners usually stop defensively. That's the only way Central is going to win this game. Is to short the game with the run. They're going to have to get a turnover. If they don't get a pick six or a fumble six, they're going to have to turn all corner over deep in their own territory where they've got a short field. And the difference in this game is going to be special teams. We don't know what either one of these teams have right now, but it's going to come down to the special teams. This is the boring part of football. Watch the punters. Who's kicker can pin the ball when they play when they're trading uh, field position? Yeah, that's going to be something key in the game. Does the ball go out of bounds on the five, or does it roll into the end zone? Just look. I I, I think what what you said was key, especially in a sloppy football game where you're going to have to depend on the punters. which special teams is, is is best, and who can prevent the big return? And that that that's also going to be key. Uh, Alcorn loses. They had a back Javian Morrison, who who was a bad man in the return game. He ain't back there anymore. Uh, but what they do have, uh, I think sixteen maybe back there returning punts. He he's nice. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, my prediction: Alcorn wins it. Um, and I think it's going to be by 13 plus. Um, you know, that's my prediction. Um, if Alcorn can win this one and make a statement, I think they'll get they'll give them a little bit of momentum uh, going into week two. Alcorn, the game I'm looking for them is going to be week three going to South Alabama because I think they have an opportunity to get an FBS win. Well, the swag definitely need once. <laughs> yeah, because the swag <laughs> swag needs an FCS win. And FBS wins look good also. Because yeah. the SWAC has not done good when they face in the non-conference. non-HBCU uh, competition. Right. right. And and you have to change that. One one thing that the SWAC is getting, if you looked at the conference ratings, the SWAC is usually around that 12-13 mark. SWAC starting off at number seven ahead of us of, of some, some other conferences. Now, to maintain that, you got to win in the non-conference. And Southern has an opportunity against McNeese State. Uh, Alcorn has an uh, opportunity against Northwestern State. Um, you know, FAMU got South Florida, uh, South Florida uh, on the schedule, a down South Florida uh, program. Texas Southern and Prairie View has some opportunities to get a couple of games. Arkansas Pablo Bluff got Central Arkansas. Uh, we're going to see if the, if the SWAC can step out of conference and win some of these games to kind of get that, keep that respect uh, for the conference. 
Um, now, do you think FAMU and Bethune coming over helped that rating? Because as members of the BAC, they had good success stepping outside of HBCU football plan. Do you Absolutely. think that may have helped? Absolutely. With that rating? Absolutely. No ands, ifs, and buts about it. You know, it, they, the swag just didn't add. It was the right ad. And where FAMU is now, upon the head coach, Willie Simmons, he has that program going in the right direction. Bethune-Cookman, if you look at the success that they've had over the last decade, um, you know, they, they were one of the better programs in the MEAC. Now, the question for Bethune-Cookman is, yeah, Bethune-Cookman, their problem is they'll beat somebody that they're not supposed to beat, and then they'll turn around and they'll lose somebody they're not supposed to lose to. But they always find a way to get FAMU at, at, at the end. For the last oh, nine God. years, if I, you know, for the last nine years, uh, but uh, you know, you were reading the comments earlier. One of the things that we're going to be that that's going to be added to the show, the call-in feature, your calls coming in, uh, talking directly to me and and and, and Ad Drew, um, your calls. You guys are going to like that. So be on the lookout. Like I said, man, as we get this thing the ball rolling, um, you're going to see more and more features. Uh, make sure that you uh, download the BCSN uh, app. Uh, go ahead and like my show. Andy Drew, you tell them how to do that. Um, go, nope, go, let, me, let me help you out with the plugs because I know you're new to the network. First there all, you go. <laughs> First of all, that app that he's talking about is available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Search by JPN or my BCSN, download it, sign up. You can follow your favorite shows on that app. Anytime that we have a new show go out, you will get a thing on your phone. If you want that thing to come to you in other ways, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all social media. On YouTube, we are at my JBN at the number one. That's my JBN and the number one. On all other social media, by BCSN and the number one. Look, I'm going to break it down for you, BJ. Tell your people you need to like, subscribe, and share. You know why I'm telling them that, BJ? Because as a network, we can't get the revenue that we need to keep this thing going. Unless they like, subscribe, and share. I don't translation. Translation. Don't you want to see me do good? Exactly. Don't you want to see me do good? If you want to support your boy, man, do exactly what he said, man. Make sure that you're logging in, man. Like, man. We need the revenue. Um, you want to see us keep doing this on this platform? Keep bringing it to you, man. We gotta support the people that support you. Uh, so, man, make sure you come in. Um, a couple of you guys have reached out about ads. We get your ads. We get your ads. I get you directed to the right people. Uh, and we, we get the ads going, man, and make sure that we, 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 we're going to you know, get your business supported as well. So, man, all of it's coming, man. You do it right here. I told you guys you're going to like the new platform. It's here. Like I said, man, support your boy, man. Let's do it big. And one other thing. Tomorrow, for those of y'all who like to ride in your car, or listen at work. Spotify, iHeart, uh, App, Apple Podcast, 
all, all of the above. Search the BCSN Pod Zone. It has not only BJ's new show, has my show the BCSN Sports Rap, uh, Dice of the Round Table, Dr. Cavill's Inside the Sports Lab, HBCU Sports Lab, Brave Talk, which Charles Evans of the Alcorn State Network, the pregame show, Carlos Brown show. Basically, anything that you see on the Black College Sports Network, you can also listen to it on the BCSA Pod Zone in the audio version. So, you got two ways to do it. Hey, and man, before we get out of here, man, there's a couple of people that I wanted to shout out, man. I know it's been a long road to get here. Um, shout out to Keisha Kelly. Uh, who got me started with this uh, almost five, six years ago. Uh, so shout out to her. Uh, shout out to Carlos Brown, uh, who actually was the first person, like, you know, to give me a shot uh, to do this regularly. Uh, shout out to Stephen J. Gaither, uh, Tali Carter, boys at HBCU Game Day. Thank you for your support. The good doctor, Mike Prince, uh, my big brother, man, he really taught me a lot. Kept me up under his wing, man. Shout out to him. Um, shout out uh, to my boy, man, Corey Watley-Jones, man, Southern University. Uh, my brother, man, shout out to you, man. You the one told me to dream big um, and, and, and change the platform. So, man, without your forward thinking, man, I wouldn't be here today. Um, so shout out to you. Uh, definitely, man, shout out to my family, uh, my loving wife, Ashley. I uh, appreciate you. I uh, appreciate, man, everyone, you know, tuning in, help, you know, helping. Um, and shout out to uh, the Petty Crew, Southern University. Love each and every one of you guys, man. We're going to keep pushing forward. And uh, shout out to everyone that's helped uh, pushing me in Swag Sports Central, uh, giving me that platform over the last four or five years. I really appreciate you guys. Shout out for Dr. Cavill uh, for believing in me and bringing me along. Also with Roy and A.D. Drew, so, man. Appreciate you guys, man. The best is yet to come. And uh, we out of here, man. I'm going to holler at y'all next week.